Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin from the band Mr. Big, the handsome one that stands right in the middle. That's me. And you're listening to Music Mania Podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcast. You are the best. You got the best. We roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You're ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! We rock! You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Well, on the second consecutive episode of the Music Mania podcast, it's a show too big for just one guest. Last week, you heard Rudy Sarzo and Damon Johnson right here on the podcast. This week, none other than former Enough's Enough frontman Donnie V talking about his new single, Party Time, filming the video, even doing a little work with uh, former bandmate Chips Enough. That's all coming up. And we're going to be talking about Quiet Riot continuing after the death of drummer Frank Benelli. We're going to be doing that with 17-year guitarist Alex Grossi coming up. He's going to be talking about Frankie Benelli and his dying wishes that the band continue. And we're going to get his thoughts on Rudy Sarzo on this very show last week, talking about how he approved of the band continuing on without Frankie Benelli or Kevin Dubrow saying that it's a celebration. So we're going to get his thoughts on that. So two big guests coming up here on the Music Mania podcast, Alex Grossi, Quiet Riot. Their very first show following the death of Frankie Benali is going to be here in Uric, Missouri. Yes, it is at the Grand Stage Amphitheater in Uric, Missouri. It's going to feature Quiet Riot, Molly Hatchet, and Blackfoot, and that's just on Friday. You've got tributes to rock from bands like Ozzy Osbourne, Poison, Motley Crue, guys, it's going to be a weekend party, and I'll tell you, live music coming back. I can't think of a better way to celebrate it than at the Grand Stage Amphitheater in Uric, Missouri. This is going to be a huge show, so head to grandstageevents.com to get ticket information. You can get a weekend pass for both nights for as low as $30. Guys, we haven't been to a concert. I haven't been to one in eight months. This is going to be my first show back. A lot of our listeners are from the Kansas City area. I have a lot of friends down in the Clinton area. That's where I was born. That's 10 minutes away from this venue, guys. GrandStageEvents.com. Hit them up on Facebook at Grandstage Amphitheater. This is a tremendous venue. They've had some big shows. Tech Nine has played this venue. So, hey, this is going to be great. Quiet Riot, back in action. No Frankie Benali, but this is going to be really a tribute to his life and legacy of Quiet Riot. So, it's going to be a magical night, man. October 9th, that's when Quiet Riot, Blackfoot, and certainly Molly Hatchet will be playing. October 10th, the tributes will take over, and it is going to be a party. Go check it out. Without further ado, we want to go ahead and bring on our first guest here on the Music Mania Podcast. It is Donnie V. Yeah, I, I saw that. You guys had some kind of call-outs um, for some extras and stuff like that. What's what's going on? What's the latest here? Well, everything everything going good? Yeah, that's kind of a small part of it. Well, actually, we'll need that on Sunday. We need the extras for the party scene. But there's, uh, I can't, without giving it away, there's like a whole scripted, uh, you know, uh, thing that's storyboard and everything like that, plus the performance. And then there's 
there's a theme, there's a, I guess you would call it a storyboard script um, where there's characters and costumes and all kinds of stuff. And uh, it's big, huge light show, huge stage, uh, full performance. And um, you'll, you'll see it when it'll make sense when you, but yeah, we needed a, needed some extras for the party scene on Sunday, you know, besides just, um, you know, the local gang that I can get together and, you know, with the COVID and everything, it's a little, uh, it's a little tricky getting people out, you know, but, uh, uh Mancal, uh, you ever heard of Mancal? He's, oh, yeah. he, he announced that he's, he's making a cameo in it and he announced the video uh, that we need people for Sunday. And so, um, you know, they go to my website and, uh, click on the link and, I guess you can send your headshot or whatever, and they'll, they'll you know, pick people for the for the party scene. But I, I don't even know why they would make them go through all that. You know, just come on <laughs> down, down, just come on down. You know. Well, we want to get some of the, uh, you know, some of the better looking ladies from the Chicago land area. I'm assuming, which they all are, so it should be no problem. You got what all would, tens. What would, what would they want to do with me? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, this has been such a crazy time, but every artist that I talk to winds up talking about how, hey, the silver lining in all this is a lot more chance to be productive. You've been the same way. The single is uh, party time, and we can't wait to hear it coming up here next month. Do you kind of attribute this time off to, to that really everything's on the shelf so that you've been more productive because of, because of COVID and stuff like that? Is it, is it as simple as that? Um, well, I was just getting ready to... Uh you know, get my band rehearsed and stuff, get ready to go out and start doing live shows to pro to support the Beautiful Things record, you know, and um, and so that didn't happen. And um, so ultimately I ended up releasing, uh, I was, re I got a 40, I said, well, we'll release some singles. You know, we started with, uh, you make a 45 record. We started with uh, Party Time was gonna be a, the original, but then I was like, no, that's, it's not party time right now, you know, it's with the COVID and the lockdown. So I went with um, the flip side, which was all my favorite things, which did fit for the time, but um, just didn't feel any, uh, any help from uh, label or anything like that. You know, it's just, it was almost like it didn't exist. So I bought the, I bought the, well, to make, to start off, I, Chip and I, enough's enough, we just did a licensing deal with a, with a pretty good sized label where they bought up all the Enough's Enough records and so we're all under one roof. So they're gonna do the same thing with my solo catalog. So I bought my record, Beautiful Things, bought it out and this single out of the label before we uh, are making this video and stuff. And I bought out whatever they printed up and, and I didn't have a contract for this single. And uh, with the Beautiful Things record, I, I'd already recouped and everything. So I bought them out of that one and went around and bought all my other records back from with the money that I got from the catalog deal. And, um, and so, you know, uh, we'll see what happens with it. But as far as uh, productivity, yeah, I've done, done some, uh, a little bit more writing and, um, but mostly a lot of business, things like that, you know, and just living a little bit of the normal, you know, normal life and uh, things that need to get done around here and working on my studio and, you know, different things going on. And, you know, it hasn't really affected me too much. I wasn't doing much anyway, except well, writing and recording, you know. The, uh, the single you did back in June, All My Favorite Things, and how it resonates with so many people because we've all lost our favorite things over the last six months. I'm usually at 50 concerts a year. This year I was at two. Just talk about the song All My Favorite Things and kind of 
man, how it hits close to home for a lot of people, man. Oh, uh, I'm having a bad connection here for some reason, but um, I, I was in the hospital last year, uh, a year, year and a half ago for my pancreas went on me and uh, I was in there for a month, month and a half. When I got out, you know, it was uh, basically, if you want to live, you got to knock this out, you got to knock this out, you know, can't eat this, you can't eat any of that, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I was like, uh, I hung with that for a few weeks and then I couldn't take it. I was like, you know, I'll take my chances and, and live some sort of life, you know, because I'm clean now, I don't drink or I don't do drugs and now I get to take food too, you know, I'm not out, not out banging chicks, I'm not out doing partying or anything like that, so now I'm going to take the, the few things that I still got left is food, you know what I mean, so I said fuck that, you know, and um, still smoking my cigarettes and uh, I'm okay, everything was okay, but that was where the song was inspired from and uh, when, when the pandemic hit, it was just coincidentally uh, seemed to be able to apply to to everybody, you know. Well, I, th I think it's unfortunate um, that you didn't get to tour on the last record, man, because uh, Beautiful Things is absolutely tremendous in so many ways. It's so well-rounded and so many, you know, parts of, you know, the, of your just musical acumen kind of come out in this record and you didn't get to tour on it. So, what obviously <laughs> we can't make any promises we don't know but coming up in the future here 2020 2021 kind of maybe do, do we get like a, a a tour here with uh you know touring on beautiful things and kind of adding in some of the new wrinkles i mean what's what is uh yeah, what, what do you talk about with your band and your management about trying to get this on the road well i haven't uh i'm not giving up on that record it didn't get right. a fair, fair swing so like i said i bought it out of them and i'm, I'm going to be re-releasing it on uh Cleopatra records along with the rest of my catalog and stuff and and um you know and uh, and I, you know they say the early bird gets the worm the second mouse gets the cheese I'll be the second mouse on uh on going out and touring and playing and stuff I'll wait and see how that all goes for other people and and uh if it makes sense and there's a yeah absolutely I'm gonna have to go out and support it you know so I'll be it, out there as soon as uh as soon as it's safe you know yeah, uh, absolutely. It's a, I mean, I know you're in, in Illinois. I'm in Missouri. We're we're both in the Midwest here. I mean, it's all kind of kind of the same thing. And uh, it's funny. We got some shows. We got Quiet Riot coming in in just a couple weeks here in Missouri on an outside venue. We got like Eric Martin from uh, you know from Mr. Big. So there, there's some shows starting to happen. And I think a lot of artists are just kind of being careful with with what's going on because you don't want to commit to a full fledged tour and deal with the the business side and cancellations and crap like that. Man, that's that's where the music yeah. side really sucks. Well, I'm not planning on, um, unless there was a really good reason to, of like doing a quote unquote like tour, like get in a van or right. something <laughs> like that and go and, you know, play all the, every, you know, every night a week for shit money from Monday through Thursday, you know, for not, no, you know, practically no money and be out there. And it's not good for me. It's not good for my sobriety, my health or anything. So, uh, you know, bigger shows and um, ones that uh, are well, well prepared and, um, you know, just what makes sense, you know, I'll be doing and um, that's, that's basically, you know, like Chip, my, my former uh, partner and band, I call it uh, Diet Enough's Enough. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. There. Yeah. And he, uh, he, that's what he likes to do. You know, he likes to just be out there. He doesn't care that he's making no money. He doesn't care who he's playing with or anything. He just likes to be out there. And so that's, uh, that's cool. And, and more power to him, you know, and, um, but I, 
I don't like to be out there for no reason. Um, you know, I've done this for 30 years and, you know, um, touring and playing live and stuff like that. For me, I, I suffer from really bad anxiety and other issues and stuff. And um, like I said, it, health issues and things like that. I'm old, you know, I really, uh, <laughs> I, put some, I put a lot of miles on this body. And so um, I got to uh, be selective with that stuff. I'm only going to do things that make sense. You know what I mean? Uh, something that's realistic and it makes sense and there's a reason to go do it, a reason to play a show, a couple of shows here and there and then do a couple more and stuff and not oversaturate and play, you know, Joe's Burgers and, and Fries, you know, on a Tuesday night in Tulsa. You know, I'm not doing any of that stuff and we'll see what happens with uh, with dieting up some stuff if I uh, do a couple of shows with Chip here and there and, well, you know, whatever makes sense and whatever is uh, in the cards as uh, it presents itself as we roll along, you know, it's, uh, I'm not really too concerned too much about, uh, I'm not very scared, of, I'm not scared of uh, the pandemic, I'm just, is it, I'm waiting till it, are the people going to be there, are the people scared, you know, is it, it going to be, make sense to go play? Do you, do you feel like that from a health standpoint, whether it be physical or mental, that you're where you are now when you're recording music and you're in control and you, you know, can work with artists that you want to work with and you record great albums uh, like beautiful things and you're recording new singles and doing videos. Do you feel like that puts you in a better headspace than you, than you've been in previous years? Cause I know it's been a, a ups and downs, man. That's the music business, but you feel like you're in the best headspace that you've been in a while. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I just, uh, Pounded and pounded, like I said, put a lot of miles on this body. And we, after, uh, you know, the few years that we had where it was, you know, pretty successful, it was just, it just started that slow wind down where we were really struggling and scratching and clawing to keep it going, you know, and kept making records and things. And um, just because that's just really my purpose, you know, I couldn't think of doing anything else and you got to, got to survive. And, um, but, uh, you know, it's just, I just got to a point where uh, my spirit had just left my body. I was just, I, I wasn't worth anything anymore. And I said, it's, it's time to stop now. It's time to, uh, to rebuild and, and uh, you know, tear it all down to the foundation, rebuild myself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. And uh, I did. And uh, then once I finished that, you know, that lengthy program and stuff, uh, the song started coming back again. That Beautiful Things record started, you know, the, the songs ideas came back and I went right to work with that. And, um, um, I, I don't know what you, it, <laughs> I, I, I've almost steered off the question, you know, a little bit of anxiety today. Uh, well, you've got so much going on and which is a good thing. That's the good news is you got, you got things happening and it's on the positive side and we can't wait to see the video, uh, for, for party time and the single man. It's, it's so exciting. You talked about kind of doing the, the back catalog um, deal uh, with Chip. And did you, uh, I, I believe I heard you'd worked on a, a song or two with, 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 uh, with them, with Enough's Enough Light as well. Yeah, when, when um, you know, we, were, we had a lot of uh, issues, to, you know, legal, uh, business, ethical, moral issues, a lot of things that needed to be ironed out and, and, and really uh, we're getting you know, too far out of hand. And so, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a very, the relationship was, was not in a very good place. And then when we did the, 
the catalog thing and stuff, um, we started talking a little bit more. And, you know, and like I said, I'd rather, I love loving him. I hate hating him. And, um, <laughs> and we, you know, started discussing and I was, you know, I was kind of pitching it at him, like uh, questioning his, you know, his agenda. What is your agenda here? Uh, you know, you're calling it enough's enough, you know, you know, and releasing new records after that great body of work, you know, something that's not enough's enough, obviously it's, it's just you and, and a bunch of guys that, that aren't on any records or anything, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, like I said, the fans, you know, what do you think they want to hear? What do you think that they want to hear and see, you know? And uh, I said, so I offered it out there, I put it out there. I said, you know, I'm willing to, to throw a, rec a song on there, you know, if you, if you want to. And uh, he was, he was receptive to that. And, and, you know, for the fans, I did it for the fans and for the reputation and integrity of the band. And um, I had a song that was a little heavier than uh, a lot of the stuff that I've been doing lately in the direction. And so I sent it over to him. He liked it a lot. And um, he played, you know, I sent him some tracks. I only ever play bass on it. And uh, we'll get it mixed up and stuff and throw it on the record. So, yeah, it was called, uh, uh, what is it, Strangers in My Head. Yeah. I can't wait for that. I think it's great to, to, you know, you grow up in life and you go through so much with, with bandmates and, and brothers and things like that. And to come out the other side, not everybody gets to do that. So it's all positive from here, man. I, I got to thank you so much for, for coming on with me, Donnie. And I, I can't wait to see what you have coming up. I cannot wait to see the video, man. Best of luck with it. Hopefully everything goes off without a hitch this weekend for you, man. And we can't wait to, to promote the single for you when it comes out. We'll be in touch for sure. Thanks again, brother. You're the best. And, uh, you know, stay safe and stay healthy, my friend. Thank you so much. Thanks thinking of me i appreciate it and uh, let's we'll talk again soon absolutely thank sir thank you so great to hear from donnie v glad he's doing better glad he's in a better headspace and he seems to be doing just great really productive and we can't wait to hear the single party time is going to be coming out next month stay tuned for that go to his socials donnie v check it out and now we want to take you to my interview with alex grossi guitarist from quiet riot we are talking about the band continuing after the death of Frankie Benelli, and we're doing it right now. It is really great to hear from you, man. Um, as we're on the horizon here of uh, Quiet Riot playing your guys' first show since the passing of Frankie Benelli, man, and it's coming up here, and we're lucky to have it here in Uric, Missouri. What are kind of some of the emotions as we, we look towards some some dates you guys have coming up here, starting off your uh, October 9th here in, uh, in Uric, Missouri, about an hour from where I live right now and like 10 minutes from where I grew up? pretty crazy man but we're just glad to see you guys back out on the road yeah thanks uh, hopefully you can make it out it should be should be a good night um uh, you know it's there's a million different ways you can feel about the whole thing i mean unfortunately with with frankie's illness we, we all knew that day was going to come eventually and when it did you know we kind of already had everything you know all our ducks in a row per frankie's wishes to continue the band and it just so happens our first day back is the one in missouri in a couple weeks so yeah we're ready we're gonna go out and you know just do our thing do what we always do and you know keep the spirit and legacy alive and should be fun and on, on another note it's nice to be able to play a couple shows this year finally with everything that's gone on with the pandemic and whatnot so we're looking forward to it yeah this is actually going to be my first uh, live show since back in february in las vegas i saw the aerosmith residency i'll tell you alex 2020 didn't start off too bad man like 
I saw the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm from Kansas City. I live in Kansas City. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. A week yeah. later, Aerosmith in Vegas. It kind of went downhill from there, man. But we're going to get this thing back on track. And this will be my first show in, uh, in, in, in like eight, eight months. That's incredible. So we're glad to see Quiet Riot back, man. And I know uh, Johnny Kelly... Uh, can fill these shoes, man. He's he's replaced Frankie on a lot of the dates you guys have done when when Frankie wasn't feeling up to it. What's uh, what do you think the dynamics going to be with with Johnny in the band? He must fit right in. How'd you guys kind of get him involved? Um, well, when Frankie got sick, one of the first phone calls he made to me was regarding you know getting a, a substitute drummer, and you know Johnny and I had worked together and still worked together in that band Hookers and Blow, the cover band we do for fun, and he just made perfect sense on so many levels because he's not totally intertwined in the LA music scene and doesn't really get involved with the gossip and this and that because you know keep in mind we were doing you know Frankie wasn't public with Bodice Cancer until a few, you know several months into his diagnosis and after his diagnosis so Johnny you know he's he's family to me and 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 Frankie and him are friends and you know he he can definitely fill the role on stage and off he's a total pro and he's a friend so it kind of just worked out it worked out great because the first show that Frankie was going to miss was in um Dallas Texas which is where Johnny Kelly lives <laughs> so wow. we were able to fly in do one song for soundcheck and then trial by fire did the whole show he'd never played with us before um and and chuck uh and our singer had never even met him so it was definitely (laughs) a fly by the seat of your pants type moment but uh johnny rose to the occasion and we're we're thankful he's on board now to help us out well you talked about uh kind of frankie's wishes being that that the band continue i mean that's that's a tough conversation to have to have with with a, a bandmate that you know, you know, has has this amazing legacy and this, this band has just endured so much and, and the, you know that at some point there's an inevitability here, um, unfortunately. What, what were those conversations like, man, trying to, there, to talk yeah, to there him? There really wasn't any one specific conversation. It was just keep keep it going, business as usual. We're, you know, we're not going to miss any dates. We're not going to make a thing of it. We're going to keep, keep the band rolling because it's, you know, when you put, Frankie put so much of his life into you know, building, helping to build, keeping the band going through good times, through bad, you know, 80s, 90s, 2000s, if you think about it. And that's his baby. That's his legacy. And, you know, when, when the reality is, is that you're not going to be around anymore, you still want your baby to grow and your legacy to grow. And that's basically was always just unwritten thing, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad. I mean, I always tell people, like, I wish I could have found a way to fix his ailment if you will but and obviously no one can do that but i take a lot of pride in knowing that we pulled it off last year and we're, and we're moving forward the way he wanted to and, and delivering a great show to people so that i find comfort in so it's been um, that's been a positive well we had uh Ru- we had uh, rudy sarzo on our uh, show last week uh you know long time uh, member of quiet riot you know kind of uh, from the classic lineup there from metal health era and uh you know a, a great friend of frankie's and he uh, referred to the, the band continuing on as a celebration, and he was glad that it was happening. Does it does it feel good to kind of have an endorsement from from a guy like Rudy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, he I, I, he he posted a thing on Facebook a couple weeks ago, you know, <clears throat> giving us the, the Rudy stamp of approval, if you will, and it meant a lot because you know there's so many times when bands move on and bands grow apart, and there's a lot of animosity there. It's nice that everyone gets along and everyone in the QR family are, you know, they're friendly with each other and supportive. And it's great. It just makes everything a lot easier because, you know, in this business, a lot of things aren't very easy sometimes, you know. (laughs) So I'm glad that's positive, at least. Well, 
of course, Quiet Riot has had its uh, ups and downs with with singers since the passing of uh, of Kevin. You know, back in two thousand seven, uh, Jizzy Pearl back in the fold, man. What's how 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 comforting is it knowing that you have somebody back in that role that's been there before that knows these songs that has a, a wonderful charisma about him and man, also a very cavalier attitude towards going out and playing these shows. Man, he's a guy that's like, give me a microphone and a stage. That's all he needs. Doesn't care, pandemic or no. Of course, he's not uh, trying to risk safety, but man, he just wants to go out there and play, and that's got to be a good thing having Jizzy back in the fold, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jizzy's, you know, he's he's one of us. He kind of came up with, you know, in, in the later part of the 80s and early 90s with Love, Hate uh, from the Sunset Strip. And he gets it. He's from the same, there's a lot of lineage there, kind of from the same genre. And we're all friends. Like, we're, you know, we're all, we've been through a lot together. You know, Jizzy and I, and Kevin was a big fan of, of his, and they, they were all friends. So it's a natural fit. It's not like trying to take a fish out of water or put a square peg into a round hole as far as him singing for this band. It makes perfect sense. And he's really easy to be around. We, you know, we have a great time on the road. I'm such a fan of his. I saw you guys here uh, in Kansas City. This would have been uh, about four years ago, back in, I think, 16. And I just loved, uh, I, I love Jizzy. I love the way he presents those songs, man. There's a certain, you know, a certain way that, uh, you know, that, that, well, you know, Kevin DeBrow sang. It's not like he's trying to emulate that whatsoever, but I, I just think the presentation is great. And it's a celebration. I mean, this, this band and these, it almost like demands to, to go on and these songs be preserve forever because that's the that's the legacy of this band and you've been involved in it now for quite some time just talk about kind of your journey in quiet riot you're the young guy man in the group a lot of guys have been in and out but you're you're the young one what's 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 it been like yeah man what's what's it been like for you it's it's been you know it was very surreal at first because i met kevin dubrow when i was like 26 or 27 years old you know fresh off the boat New, in, new Kid in Hollywood, and, um, you know, I, a couple years before that, I was seeing Quiet Riot playing sheds and amphitheaters with Poison on those uh, summer package tours, so to find myself a couple years later being the guitar player in the band was very surreal, and it was an amazing learning experience, and it still is, because it's, you know, as Frankie would say, everything's a work in progress, and we're still working to whatever it's going to be, so it's been very educational, very, a lot of ups and downs, obviously, but, um, it's all good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't trade it for the world. Very, very grateful and very happy to be continuing on. After it's been next year, will be seventeen years. That's insane. How that. old were you? Were you like tw- in your late twenties or? I was twenty six or twenty seven. God, Kevin. Yeah. That's insane, man. And I and I do remember that uh, the specific tour you're talking about. I got off the top of my head. I want to say it was Warrant, Poison, and Quiet Riot, maybe Slaughter. On that tour, and I remember it like it was yesterday. That was, that was the tour I saw then. That yeah. was like 2001, oh, right. and then two and a half years later, I'm in the band. Yep. Yeah, because I think uh, Carlos and Rudy were still yes. still in at that point. Yep. So, man, what a journey it's been. And, uh, you, you know, your work speaks for itself. Tremendous guitarist. Talk to us about what's going on in Hookers and Blow, because I think you guys have been doing some some live stuff. I think you have a live stream coming up. What's going on with Hookers and Blow? Because I love, I love the guys. I love all you guys and love the work you guys put out for sure. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's just, it's it's the most fun you'll ever have in a band. Yeah. Everyone that has ever played with us says, "Dude, I want to play again." Because we've had a lot of you know guys in and out of the band. Um, it's right now with with everything going on, we, we're just releasing a couple singles here and there through our <clears throat> our label in Australia, Golden Robot. And but we're not really touring. We do have a live stream coming up um, 
in October, October 17th, live from Sin City. We're doing it here in Vegas where I live. And that should be cool. It should be, um, you know, because we haven't, we've had to cancel about a dozen shows this year, maybe more at this point. So a lot of our, a lot of our friends and fans haven't been able to, you know, see us at all. So we're going to do this. Should be fun. And then um, hopefully next year, just go out and do what we do. Um, you know, obviously when Quiet Riot is touring and Guns N' Roses are touring, we can't be very active. So <clears throat> there's always that small window we can try to slip in. So hopefully next year. Well, what's Vegas like? I mean, right now it's, 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 you know, it's insane. And like my cousin lives out there, man. And I know the casinos are open and stuff, but like for you guys, for musicians, it seems like Vegas has kind of become the new LA. A lot of LA artists have moved to Vegas. There's a lot going on there. Of course, the entertainment capital of the world, but what, as a musician, what's the, what's the scene like in Vegas when there's not a pandemic? Um, there's a lot of work out here. You know, all the casinos have their little bars and, 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 you know, built-in shows. Like they have these rock review type shows out here and rock of ages and a lot of, you know, residencies like, you know, Lionel Richie and Celine Dion, a lot of guys do that thing. So there's a lot of steady lucrative work for musicians out here. And comparatively speaking to Los Angeles, it's way cheaper to live. Yeah. Um, and the air, the main reason I moved here was because the, air, you know, Quiet Riot and Hookers and Blow, we do predominantly fly dates. I Meaning I'm at the airport two or three times a week. And LAX in Los Angeles is just, it's a nightmare. It's, it's, it takes four hours to get there from where I was living. So where I live now, I can jump in a lift and be at the airport in 12 minutes. And it's quiet, it's cleaner, it's more open, it's not as congested. It's, Everything that you want out of an airport is, is like is McCarran for me at least for what I do. So that's the main reason I came out, and a lot of other guys in bands, you know, feel the same way out here. Obviously, so well, that's why they're all moving. There's a mass exodus from California right now. It seems. Well, I, it, you're right. Either they're either either to Vegas or Nashville. Those seems to be the two kind of destinations. Um, it's just crazy because I think it was last week on Monday Night Football they had the Killers playing at halftime, and it was so you have a empty. Ra- Ra- Raider Stadium, which is uh, yeah, insane, weird, yeah. and, and, they're, and they're playing out the Allegiant Stadium. They're playing outside it, and you see like an empty Vegas Strip in the background. It was just kind of surreal, and it bummed me out, man. Like I'm a I'm a Vegas guy. I'm out there three times a year, depending on how my sports betting's going, and so I'm out there right. as much as I can. And it just it kind of bummed me out. And I had I hadn't been since that Aerosmith residency, man. And I'm like, ha, ah, man, what what? It just what's the what's the the feelings like out there? Is it just kind of like we're just kind of see what happens. I mean, is the is it a yeah, downer? A lot, a lot of the local. I mean, there right now. There's no, literally no music at all. No right. music, except for what they call ambient music, which is like a guy playing piano in the background at a restaurant type thing. So there's no live music. There's no ticketed events. Um, so right now we're just kind of sitting around waiting to see what the governor is going to say next about is he going to reopen? Is he going to you know lift the restrictions on certain types of events? And I mean, it's really every week when the governor talks, people wait to see. I mean, I it's really I know a lot of guys are really struggling out here because they were going from doing five, six nights a week at the regular gigs to nothing. Yeah. Right. In March, when he shut everything down, it <sighs> people thought by now would be back and it's not hasn't moved. You know, <sighs> it's it's very strange. And we've seen that, you know, the, the NFL's playing, you know, college football's playing the, uh, you know, Major League Baseball played a season. Like, I feel like. Those are all positive signs, and obviously there's not you know a lot of fans. I mean, God, Arrowhead Stadium here, Chiefs games are eighty thousand people, and there's there's been like fifteen at a game, and so it's it's not the same, but it's maybe a step, and I think that hopefully we get back towards that. I know 
the mayor there in in, uh, in Las Vegas has wanted obviously things to get going. I mean, you're if you're the mayor of a municipality like Las Vegas, you want the money rolling in, of, of course, and we all well, want the that. Casinos are the casinos are open. They are, yeah. People are spending money down on the strip. Yeah, they're just. You know the tension. There's a lot of you know with you know the people don't want to wear masks and there's a lot of fights breaking out and you know there's a lot of tension. It's not it's not really fun like it was a year ago. That sucks. But that, it is, yeah. the casinos are they're, they're not going to close the casinos. That would then we basically would become Barstow with a stadium. <laughs> they did that, you know. God, I don't. We can't have that. Um, no. Alex, I tell you what, I'm so excited to 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 see you here October 9th. We're we're pumped for the show, man. It's going to be my my first one, like I said, in so many months. Before we let you go, got to uh, send you off with our final four drum roll. Just four quick questions, and you give us kind of whatever comes to mind, man, if you're good with that. I'll do my best. All right. What show or shows did you find yourself uh, binging kind of during this pandemic? Um, Tiger King, obviously. Ozark. <laughs> Um, I think I watched Tiger King twice, so I'm gonna say Tiger wow. King twice. Wow, that's that's. I had to go back the second time and see if it was even real. So, yeah, it was very real. And Ozark is great. Every I think most people that we've interviewed have said those two shows. And I live like an hour and twenty minutes from the Lake of the Ozarks. I have to always remind people that no, we did not have uh, any REO Speedwagon concerts, and no, not <laughs> not every person is uh, is like that here in Missouri. So we I have to remind everyone of that. Uh, two, what is the last uh, show that you saw? As a fan, before things kind of shut down, Kiss. That's wow. The last, the last stop they did for that end of the road tour out here in Vegas was the last show I saw. Wow, that's incredible because that should be my last one. I thought it was going to be. I was on my way to Tulsa on March twelfth. Uh, yeah. On my way there, when I got the word that the show was canceled and uh, the world is over, so that was should I was should have been mine as well. And I loved. It was I, killer. It was amazing. Wasn't it? it. It was amazing. Yeah. So was David. Probably the best Kiss show I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of them. You know what? And I love that you say that. I saw, I've seen two shows so far on this, and I thought it, the show was just top notch and incredible. Was David Lee Roth there on, on yours or no? No, no. It was right before he was. It was the, they didn't hit Vegas again with Roth. Roth right. Roth was doing his residency here. This was the, the, the one. They didn't even have an opener, I don't think. I don't remember the, them having one. That's right. I think most but, of the dates were with uh, David Gibraltar, like a, a painter that did some like stuff. Yeah, I think that was, was yeah. It was that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the Roth was to come back around with him. Yeah. That was, that it was, was killer. It was amazing. What was uh, the first album you remember buying with your own money? Or stealing, uh, I guess. Uh, 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 well, stealing or buying? Let's see. I stole. No, I'm kidding. Uh, let's see. Um, the first record I bought with my own money was probably Motley Crue's Girls, Girls, Girls on cassette with my paper money when I was a kid. I love that. I love yep. it. Um, what is your favorite Quiet Riot song to play live? You know, probably Metal Health because it's, it's you know, people, it's just so iconic and just that riff is still so heavy after all these years. Definitely Metal Health. God. You know, it, just... It's 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 the, it's the crescendo of the climax of the show for sure. I think um, that yeah. No, no matter what, no matter what kind of night you're having, whether it's you know bad PA or you're tired, you know whatever. When you play that song, people light up. It's great. That is the absolute ba- that song. It's like the first song I ever remember because like I was you know I'm I'm only 36 so like I'm growing up and I'm watching like Footloose is the movie and that's in that movie. And I just remember yeah. that part like. He comes around. He's driving like a VW Bug, and it's like that. I'm I'm like a laser, six string yeah. razor, and it's just like that part. It's like the first memory I have of a song. So, that's how impactful that could be to someone that you know. You see that, and so it, it impacts people in so many different ways. Great song, great answer. 
Alex, cannot thank you enough for your time, my brother. We will see you October 9th here with uh, Molly Hatchet and Blackfoot. That's going to be exciting, man, here in uh, Europe, yeah, Missouri. The, the riot, they call it the Riot and Rebels Tour. We, we're doing a bunch of those next year, and we had a bunch this year. They got moved to next year, so it's uh, it's a great package. It's a lot of fun, you know, and um, they're all great guys. Should be a, should be a blast, so we look forward to catching up when I see you in person. Absolutely, Alex. Thank you so much, man. Best of luck. Stay safe. Stay healthy, my friend. You got it. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. You bet. Big thanks to both of our guests, Alex Grossi, who you just heard, and of course, Donnie V. Guys, that's what you can expect here on the Music Mania podcast. Your money stays and plays with us. And I'll tell you this, it always helps if you hit that subscribe button, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify, any way you choose to take in the podcast. We appreciate it. Hit us up on our socials, Music Mania podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We always appreciate that. Hope to see you guys out there at the Grand Stage Amphitheater in Urich for Quiet Riot. Molly Hatchet, Blackfoot. That's October 9th. The weekend is going to be nothing but rock. $30 for the entire weekend. You get uh, all the tremendous tribute to rock acts then on the Saturday. GrandStageEvents.com Grand Stage Amphitheater. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you guys next week with more tremendous interviews because that's what we do right here on the Music Mania Podcast.